What's up, folks? This is Tony Brew and Aaron Dotson, and you're normally getting an episode of Cogitations on Monday, but Aaron has some stuff that has to do with local work that he's got to do tomorrow. So we decided, you know what? Since I go live at, at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time anyway, we just swap. And today you'll get Christianity Now. Tomorrow you'll get the episode of Cogitations that I plan for today. But it's good to see everybody. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, Restream's having a weird time connecting to uh, social media. It may be that we are streaming, but we're not streaming on the Christianity Now Facebook page, which we should be. Um, yeah, we are. It, oh, we are streaming on the Christianity Now Facebook page? Yep. Good. Yeah, I'm looking good, at good. it right now. Yep. All right. I don't know what the deal is, and and yep. quite frankly, it didn't have... Anyway, didn't have time enough to actually dive into it. You're right. Aaron, uh, today I want to talk about something that I've been noticing quite a bit uh, in when people are dealing with somebody that doesn't agree with them. They will extrapolate from the uh, disagreement. I think they will extrapolate from that initial disagreement what they quote unquote think they are. In other words, if if I'm talking to somebody about uh, liturgical service and somebody and, and and somebody is really focused on what we need to do and they use some words and that picks and it t- tweaks something in my head, I say, "Oh, well, you're a Catholic and you're yeah. a member of the Holy Roman Catholic Church." Yeah. Well, you're a Catholic when I identify somebody like that. And then I treat them not as an individual, but as a member of their larger identity group. Mm-hmm. That is the definition of bigotry. Yeah. It is the same as looking at someone, the color of someone's skin, and because of your interaction with a very small contingent of people who are who have the same skin color as this individual. You treat that individual you're dealing with not as an individual, yeah. but as a person who is just a representative of, of a larger identity group. Yeah. That, that's bigotry. Mm-hmm. And it happens so often whenever, whenever I see people uh, in Christendom who, who profess Christ, and they'll, they'll use that as an excuse to say all manner of things and to say all manner of um, vitriol. Yeah, and I would never. So I wouldn't talk it. I wouldn't talk to a dog, the yeah. way we're talked to sometimes on social media. Yep. You know. Yeah, a lot of bigotry uh, against the Lord's Church too. You know, from yeah outsiders. Uh, oh, absolutely. People that are not members of the Lord's Church. Yeah. Oh, you believe this, so you're that. And so many, this gets into something that we talk about, you know, fairly often, just the misunderstanding about the nature of the church and people naming the church, Church of Christ, and instead yeah. of understanding that's a biblical description. Absolutely. Know, our name is Christian Christ, you know, and and so a lot of people categorize members of the Church of Christ as Church of Christ or Church of Christ, you know, as we say, you know, I say we say, we do that repeating what so many people, I've worked hard to strike that from my vocabulary. There's not a hyphenated A in the middle. That's (laughs) right. The of is very important, showing possession. But anyhow, 
lot of lot of bigotry against the church and members of the churches of Christ. Oh, y'all believe this? Oh, the church. What does the Church of Christ do? It's like I don't yes. know what they do. I'm a Christian. Exactly. And I can't account for every group that calls themselves the Church of Christ. Yes. You know? Well, you know, I've I've taken the call that out. You know, I listen. I I eschew any denominational yeah. designation, yeah. including quote unquote Church of Christ. Yeah. And if if you <laughs> if if you have been hurt by people who are members of the Church of Christ, and then whenever you come to me and you treat me and you punish me for the hurt that they've committed on you, you're a bigot. That's exactly. Yeah. You're a bigot. And I'm I'm just I, I've at that point I've washed my hands of you. I'm not going to mess with you. And I've got an example from uh that I want to talk about today from um a Facebook comment on the Christianity Now Facebook page. Uh-huh. Incidentally, if if y'all are not, hold on a second. Let me let me get to the Christianity Now Facebook group or Facebook page. We get a lot of comments on there. Can't wait I to hear which one it, it is. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. All right. Incidentally, we got close to seventy three hundred followers and three thousand likes. Yeah, and I noticed I am, the YouTube page we're up to, I forgot what it was now. 152. 150 something, yeah. Yeah, 152. Yeah, that's good. Let me see if I can find the comments. Hold on a second. That's that's real good for cheap advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hadn't, we hadn't sunk a diamond advertisement yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Wild is here. Good to see you. Jay Weiss, Shalom's good to see you. Uh, Debbie Mangus, good morning. Hey, hey, Alabama. That's right. They seem to think we're condemning them and their godly family members that have passed away. Yes, that's I, I, that's you hear that a lot. What people need to understand in general, it's not just the elect, but also the righteous. When people try to exclude people based on ethnicity and tribe, that is wrong. It is not our place to make that determination. Well, yeah. So I mean, there. I think I think we need to get some some a, a proper definition of elect. And righteous, but I, I agree with the principle there. And I mean, when it comes to salvation, God is no respecter of persons. Yeah. Um, Jay Weiss or uh, Debbie Mangus, good morning. Uh, Brandon Wild says I'm late, and of course we got Hey Hey Alabama's and Jay Weiss there. Uh, example, I missed your. This has to be a broken thread, but anyway, I'll, I'll read it. Example, I missed your discussion on Enoch. And the missing books of the Bible you had last week. Gotcha. Well, Jay, we didn't talk about Enoch and the missing books of the Bible. For one, I'll go ahead and give a spoiler alert. There are no missing books of the Bible. What you have today from Genesis to Revelation, those are the canon of Scripture. And any of those other books, they do not pass muster for canonicity. In other words, there are, like, for instance, even the book of First and Second Maccabees that is in the Apocrypha, uh, they are historical accounts, and you can trust those historical accounts insofar as you can trust the writings of history. But you have to yeah. look closely, and you will actually find some. Uh, you'll find some mistakes. You'll find some yeah. contradictions, like bona fide contradictions, and that's the way it is with these supposed books of the Bible. I know that there's like a, a gospel. There's supposedly Aaron. Do you remember what it is? Which it was it the Gospel, I, of, Gospel of Peter? Of, there's Gospel of Thomas. There's, there's, Gospel, there's yeah. One of them actually has a story in it, an account that's that of Jesus. Whenever he was young, Jesus killed a bird. <laughs> yeah, and then he brought the bird back to life. Well, there's just one problem that contradicts John chapter two. 
mm-hmm. were in that this beginning of miracles was in Cana of Galilee. Yeah. Jesus did not perform any miracles until he was endued with power from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And started his public ministry. That's it. That's yeah. it. So so you can throw the God what I'm thinking that's the gospel of Peter. I could be wrong, but whatever quote unquote missing book of the Bible that that's in, well, that's the reason why that's not in the Bible. Yeah. It's because it contradicts something we know is scripture. Yeah. I was looking online, just trying to get a short list, but yeah. Yeah. I, I promise you what you have from Genesis to revelation, that is the canon of scripture. And there's, there's nothing else that, that passes muster. So there's, there's really no missing books of the Bible. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot out there that that claim to be yeah. missing books of the Bible. The gospel but they, of the Ebonites, the Gospel of the Hebrews, yeah. the Gospel of the Nazarites, Gospel of Macrion. Gas, you well, know, it's just on here's and on. here's a good question: Who gave them the authority to make that determination? Um, yeah. So I don't trust the entire idea of canonization because it goes against Scripture. Well, that's absolutely false. The idea of canonization is in Scripture. Uh, here's the thing. We have a record like the, the Bible is the most historically attested ancient document there is. That's, 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 that's absent the supernatural. Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing is we have had the canon of scripture from Genesis to revelation very, very early, all the way from the point where, uh, people were still in the earth that had the spiritual gift of discernment. Yeah. Like these people knew what scripture was. In fact, you can see that from whenever Paul writes to Timothy, what saith the scripture and he, and he references Deuteronomy about you shall not muzzle the ox as it treads out the grain. But then he references it's uh, either Luke 10 or Matthew 10. I yeah, cannot remember. Luke 10, four. I think. Yeah. Whenever, uh, Whenever he talks about a laborer is worthy of his hire. So they knew exactly what scripture was. Yeah, Luke 10. Is it 10 4? Is that. Uh, What was the passage again? That was the first Timothy passage you said? Yeah, it's the first Timothy passage. Yeah, Timothy 5. Deuteronomy, and then uh, it's got to be Luke. Where, where Jesus, Luke, I'm sorry, it's ten seven. Luke ten seven. Luke ten seven. The labor okay. is worthy of his wages. Yeah, yeah. Well, that Jesus said that in Luke ten seven. So Paul understood that that was scripture when he quoted from the book of Luke. And my argument too would be that no one was given any authority to choose the books. God chose what books were written. That's it. And, and, it's and they knew it was written from God because the prophets performed signs. Yes. Validated as the word of yep. God. They knew it was canon standard from the time yep. it was written. And that term canon is used in scripture. Paul yes, uses it. it. Yes. Paul it uses Second it. Corinthians. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and in Deuteronomy, you have God commanding Moses about the canonization process. Exactly. They were to write it. They were to copy it. They were to keep it in the ark, perpetuated, et cetera. Yeah. So So there's there's no missing books of the Bible. The Ethiopian Bible has all 88 books. Then that means the Ethiopian Bible has too many books. Yeah. It's just it's just the case. Yeah. To 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 say that that's in the realm of conjecture or that the 66 are not the canon. There are others. Is to indict the character of God. It is. I mean, if he. 
if he can create the heavens and the earth in six days, then he can write a book and preserve it. So, which it has been preserved. It that's has. that's easy to see. Again, the 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 manuscripts we have. Yeah. The Bible, the the Holy Bible from Genesis to Revelation, it is the most attested to yep. uh, ancient book, ancient writing that we have. I was looking online. There's some non-canonical books that are called Dialogues with Jesus, and that includes yeah. Gospel of Judas, Gospel of Mary, Gospel of Philip. Yeah, all of those it, are yeah. false. Oh, yeah. These are all non-canonical. I mean, there, there might be some good apocryphal things in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the, the 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 apocryphal stories from the book of Daniel. Yeah. Uh, Bell and the dragon. Yeah. I mean that that's yeah. a that's a good that's a that's a good canonical story. You know, I mean a good canonical story, a good apocryphal story, not <laughs> right. canonical, non-canonical. Yes, yeah. non-canonical. It's, <laughs> yeah. good, it's a good story. It, well, it teaches a lesson. It's one like of the a, things that I've read a few times and I've heard and I've not done a deep dive, but I've heard that overall first and second Maccabees are some of the most helpful of the non-canonical books as far as yes. bridging some history between the biblical books and stuff. Well, that's, and, that's and yeah, and the reason being uh, is it helps, it, it, it fills in that blank page between the yeah. Old Testament and the New Testament. And say it again, what you said, if you can, if you can remember, you said, it can be trusted as a book of history in as much as any other book of history, basically, is what you say. Yes. Like I, yeah, I like For that instance, Josephus. It, yeah. Josephus is not inspired, but you can trust Josephus in as much as you can trust any other yeah. historical writing. Yeah. I mean, you need to read it with some filters in your eyes. I mean, Josephus is going to write in such a way yeah. that make the Jews look good and, and, and accentuate the positive of the Jews of the day. And and downplay the negatives. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna have to use my phone for this uh, because I can't find the comment that I don't. Facebook pages, there it's not really intuitive. No. All right, hold on a second. Right here. Now, oh, hold on. I feel like we've missed a. All right, right here. I found it, Aaron. Are you ready? Yeah. So this is on a, on a, on a Facebook short that I put out on January 8th. And I actually say, before you comment, please listen to the clip in full context here. And I dropped the link to the full live stream. Yeah. And here's, here's the description. I contend. That the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost baptism, was administered three times in Scripture, once in Acts 2, then again in Acts 10, and finally off screen when it was administered to Paul upon his becoming an apostle. Yeah. All right. And hello, Julie Lamb Milligan. Good to see you. I miss y'all. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope, hope you and Keith and Libby are doing well. There's some folks down there. Back in God's country, where we came from, Aaron. And they're in Northwest. Oh, or Arkansas. Oh, okay, Arkansas. Yeah, they're in Arkansas. Okay. In fact, uh, I don't want to dox them or anything. I mean, they're 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 like around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Julie, Julie's brother is a doctor, and I've, I've I've been to see him a few times. I may have met them, and I don't know. I don't. Yeah, you never know. All right. 
How's, how's the icy, icy weather? Where, how's, the, how's the icy no, weather? Well, actually, no ice here. Thankfully, yeah. We're, our town is right on the line, so I don't. Ten twenty three. We don't have any as of now. I don't. I think. I think we're gonna not get it. So they said it would right. melt anyway, though. This afternoon it was gonna. Yeah, this is the first day in like seven or eight days it's gone above freezing. So it's kind of nice. All right. So I, in this little clip that's less than a minute, I just make this point, and it's in a larger context. All right. And I'm not. I'm not denying that the Holy Spirit exists. I'm not commenting on the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I'm not com- commenting on anything other than Holy Spirit baptism occurred three times in the history of the world, twice recorded in Scripture, and once off book yeah. because obviously the Apostle Paul had yeah. to receive that. All right? Now, this dude comments and just says, liar. <laughs> That's bigotry. It, well, it is bigotry. For, bigotry. for one, it's dishonest. Yeah. Yeah. Am I a liar or am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I, I am sure 100% that I have disseminated information that is not true. Does that make me a liar? If I, if I, if I say something and I believe it, am I a liar or am I simply wrong? Right, you're wrong. Lying is when you know it's not true and you you do it to deceive. And to, it's it's yeah. deception using yeah. falsehood. Yeah, yeah, which is sinful. Okay. Absolutely. So my response was, and I, I used the person's name. I said, "How so?" And then here's what he does: Ephesians four thirty, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Galatians 5, 16, but I say, walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 5, 22, Matthew 28, 19, 15, 13 of Romans, 8, 14 of Romans, 8, 26 of Romans, and 8, 9 of Romans. In other words, he just went to his Bible concordance and typed in Holy Spirit and copy and pasted these verses with no commentary whatsoever. Fallacy of data dump. Exactly. I mean, that's what I think. So my response is, Oh, so I'm not a liar then. I'm just wrong. Why would you be so judgmental as to call me a liar when you really just think I am wrong? That doesn't seem very honest or Christ-like to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he says, because you're teaching false doctrine, Jesus called folks liars and hypocrites and broods of vipers all the time. Those two things are a non sequitur, Aaron. But do you see what he did? I said something false. So now, in his mind, he has put me into a larger yeah. group identity yeah. of Pharisees, Where, Jewish leadership. I don't recall Jesus calling the leaders liars. I, maybe he did, but anyway, well, he, yeah. he he never called anybody a liar who was simply mistaken. Right. Yeah. Jason Goldtrap says, "Good morning, friends." I don't know how you can call us friends with that post you have condemning us to hell. Do you realize that's what you're doing, Gold Trap, with that post online? I didn't know he had the, that. Goodness gracious. Yes, he's got a post on his timeline. I, I, I looked at it, and, and some of the people there answering him about this Nephilim and stuff. Goodness but gracious. the way he's speaking, he is uh, telling us that we are wrong, and we're not speaking where the Bible speaks, and we're adding to Scripture. And I believe this is an instance of people not knowing what they say, nor whereof they affirm. Mm-hmm. 
and he doesn't understand that he's created a line of fellowship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because A, he's he's bearing false witness and lying about what we're actually teaching. And two, he's he's making a line a test of fellowship. That's the show that you and that me and uh, Barry O'Dell did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep, I yep, yep. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't I don't really appreciate it very much. You know, I don't I don't mind people talking about what I teach. Just uh, accurately represent yeah. and don't make a test of fellowship when it's clearly not a test of fellowship. And make sure that you use your make make sure you're not condescending and um and and speaking in such a way that it draws lines of fellowship where God hadn't drawn. Goodness, yeah, I'm yeah, simply posting my viewpoint. Well, I'm simply stating my viewpoint. You're uh you're 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 a pretty good example of of what the show's about today. You're a bigot. My suggestion is don't be a bigot. Don't don't falsely represent people's views either. Yeah. Because you're certainly falsely representing the views that you've heard from us, and that obviously that post on your timeline was uh, was in response to the show that Barry O'Dell and I had. Well, people get up in arms about the Nephilim. That's right. They do. well, actually, people don't. It's just this fellow Goldtrap did. He makes it a test of fellowship. Go read it on his timeline. Yeah, yeah. I was looking. It's, I was looking. I didn't see it yeah. yet. But there's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's it's been there for a minute. It's pretty pathetic. Probably a week or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's uninformed nonsense. It's making a case about giants and not understanding that even the English word giants has a wide range of usage. Yeah, talking about the physic and the metaphysic, and a giant is a giant by comparison. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, go trap. I'm done with you, man. I mean, you. I lost all respect for you when you did that. Mm. You, you need you need to repent, apologize, delete it, do something, because uh, you're you're making a test of fellowship out of it. Um, so here's what this fellow at the Twin Maples, this guy's Twin Maples Ranch, he said, because you're teaching false doctrine, Jesus called folks liars and hypocrites and broods of vipers all the time. So he's associating me with. Liars and hypocrites and broods of vipers, which is what Jesus used to call the Jewish leadership. And yeah. my response was, yeah, he said, I don't understand these personal attacks. Then you need to, you need to quit being so delusional. Yeah. I mean, I told you whenever it, whenever it came up and you were commenting in the comment section, that I didn't appreciate how you're speaking about this to us, that you're making it a test of fellowship. Yeah, I was going to ask you, since I wasn't a part of it, there was more than just his pose on his timeline. There was like comments, I guess, Yeah, the well, stream. it was actually whenever me and you were talking about it just a little bit. Oh, that's been a while back. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then whenever, yeah. whenever Barry, whenever Barry and that. I... Yeah. Well, yeah. right there, Gold Trap, then, then you need to... You're trying to make sense of something you don't understand. Well, let me let me at the risk of at the risk of this being taken out of its context and used against me later, then you need to listen to what we're teaching because we understand it. Yeah. And even people that draw a conclusion that is opposite of what we say, they agree with the definitional with the definitions of the terms. Yeah. Yeah. But what you're doing 
is you you don't you are you are making a case that's based on very very poor hermeneutics even people that think that angels supernatural entities had relations with natural entities and produced the progeny that are called nephilim well they they would look at what you're saying and they would they would laugh because it's it's ridiculous um extreme non sequitur and you say i have never said anything against you yeah okay that's fine anyway i'm i'm done with this if you keep if you keep bringing it up i'm going to block you that that was a res- i get that was a response you know i guess to the show that we did yes yeah. And yeah, I'm not yeah, that that's that's gaslighting. Yeah, I never said anything against you. You're right. You never tagged me and you never tagged <laughs> us. Yeah. But yeah, don't don't be a snake in the grass, dude. That's what it was about, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. He he was involved in that show that in the and commenting on it. That while back yeah. we did that. Yeah. Did 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 he come back on with when you and Barry were on there too? Or I, honestly, I'm not sure. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm not that sure. One, I knew that one was real recent. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I know. No, he did. He actually okay. did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so back to this guy yeah. that that is lumping me in with the hypocrites, broods of vipers. My response to him, I said, Jesus did not call people who were wrong liars. I said, you need to go back and learn. He said he literally told them that they were of their father, Satan. Read John 8, 44. So it would appear, sir, that you need to go relearn. Please remove this video. You are misleading people intentionally or not. And the thing about it is in John 8, the Pharisees, they 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 were actually lying. Like they were being nefarious. Yeah. They knew. Yeah. They said, we've never been in bondage. I mean, they were in bondage yeah. as they spoke. They were saying things that were lie. That were Yeah, and they yeah. knew it was a lie. Yeah. But anyway, I said. I just, I just recently taught that John 8 thing. They were just so bad and all that they oh it was terrible they were just making up all kind of junk to not respond to what jesus was saying to them including lying that's it (laughs) um so here's what i say i'm I'm, again i'm kind of golden this fella just a little bit i ain't gonna lie to you i said please stop professing to be a christian you're misleading people and being judgmental you sinned against me calling me a liar i'm not a liar i'm not lying about anything you accused me of being a liar, then tried to compare me to the Jewish leaders who knew they were wrong and spoke falsely, comma, lied. All right? Yeah. Jesus never called anyone a liar who was simply wrong. All right? Uh, Facebook user, it says, if you were not teaching the truth, you would not be attacked. And if he would stop and learn the truth, he would not be attacking others. That That's my point. And here's the thing. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know who, Facebook user, I don't know who you are. I know, I know Robert Leedy typically respond as Facebook user, but whomever you are, um, you, you, you're hitting a good point. But here's the thing. Even if I am wrong, even if I am wrong, that does not make me a liar. That does not make me anybody's enemy. It doesn't make me his enemy. In fact, it doesn't even make me an enemy of the cross. It just makes me a person who's wrong. I think of Apollos. Yeah. 
Uh, wait, no, hey. not Apollos. Apollo? Apollo? Uh-oh. Apollo? Apollos? Is it Apollos or Apollo? I don't know. You've messed it up now. I can't do it. I've messed it up. You messed yeah. it up. What yeah. me? <laughs> Apollos. Apollos? <laughs> it wasn't my fault. It's like when you say it now, it don't sound right. I know. It's like the word punch. <laughs> All right. Where's that? Apollos. Yeah, that's Acts 17. Yeah, and Acts 18 is where it's at. Yeah, yeah the was, very... Was he, was, he a, it, was he a liar? At the end of 18, I think is where it's Yeah, it is the end of 18. Apollos with the S. Thanks, John Exum. Yeah. Yeah. Apollos, a certain Jew born at Alexandria. Well, here's a good I'm going to read this. Oh, that's Ted Knight. Thank you, Ted Knight. Um, So here's the thing. Let's let's read this. And let's listen to how it speaks of Apollos, who at this time is a false teacher converting people to damnation if they don't repent. Apollos, a certain Jew, born at Alexandria. Now listen, Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures. He was instructed, came to Ephesus. Um, This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. He was fervent in spirit, and he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But there's just one caveat here. He, He happened to be uninformed. He knew only the baptism of John. And he spake boldly. Let me tell you something, Mr. Preacher. You want to be like Apollos. Mm-hmm. And as John Exum put, not Apollo. Apollo is a movie. Well, what I was getting hung up on was not so much the S. I was saying, is it Apollos or Apollos? Oh, well, it <laughs> depends on southern, how you pronounce yeah, your Ama yeah. Omicron. That's what I was, yeah. Is it Apollos or Apollos? I, any, I can't yeah. say it the way I've always said it now. Gotcha. Well, I'm sorry I ruined that for you. <laughs> maybe I'll get but, it back later. How? I'll maybe, say it. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to. You'll have to. Yeah, disconnect from me for a day or two. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but so what about old Apollos? Was he a liar? What if, What if Priscilla and Aquila said, "Hey, you're just a liar. Quit teaching that false mess. You're just a terrible person. You're a brood of vipers. You hypocrite. Teaching false doctrine." That's not what they did. And, and look, ha, look at. Apollos had success. Like, who do you think it was that, like, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered. Yep. Apollos saw success in Corinth where Paul was met with opposition and failure. Yep. Now, it's God that gave the increase, but what if what if it was the case that Priscilla and Aquila, instead of taking him and leading him by the way and saying, hey, I'm going to teach you the way of God more perfectly. You're you're right on the money, except there's been a development that you may or may not be aware of. Let's talk about it. Jesus Christ died and was resurrected from the dead, and on the day of Pentecost, there was a baptism instituted that's the baptism for remission of sins that puts you into Christ. Yeah. The baptism of John, if you were baptized with the baptism of John after yeah. the day of Pentecost— then that does you nothing. Yeah, it's no longer effective. That's it. It's no longer the baptism that God wants people to be baptized with. That's it. And evidently, Apollos was like, makes sense. Seems to me the logical conclusion would be that Apollos got baptized correctly. I don't think Apollos did. Apollos would have had no need to be baptized. He was baptized correctly. He was baptized correctly before the... Yeah. D- death. Death. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he he was baptized with the baptism of John, and that's yeah. what he talked with all he knew. But now right. the the people that he had been go. baptizing with the baptism of John after the cross 
they they went down in the water dry yeah. centers and they came up wet centers. Yeah, so if he was baptized correctly before Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection in Pentecost, then he was just continuing that instead of the fulfillment of that. Yes. Baptized into Christ's death, burial, and, and resurrection and, as a and fact. Ca- can you not see yeah. where he would be very honest but just mistaken? Yep. It doesn't make him a bad person. Now, a liar. He wasn't a liar. And that, that's my contention here. That's my contention here. Look, look, we can have nine and a half hours worth of content about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Quite frankly, I don't care what anybody thinks about it in this audience today. That's not the topic of the show. It's am I am I wrong or am I nefarious? Yeah. Well, there's you understand those two things are not mutually exclusive, but what I mean is yeah. Am I genuine and trying to do right and am just genuinely mistaken? What's amazing how people like that comment that we're pointing out on the Holy Spirit baptism video, the little clip you yeah. did, uh, that's is another example of a drive-by. It just, liar. I, I mean, there wasn't, yeah, liar. What do you like, expect to, what do you, what do you, if I'm wrong and I'm going to hell? I know. What do you think calling me a liar is going to do for me? Yeah. Well, Jesus called people. You're talking about a completely different situation. Jesus was like invested in them people. Yes. And, like this is and, people on the internet who you don't even know, not not had any dialogue with I about know. why we disagree on the on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not just liar. You're nefarious. You're just like I know. And, and I'm, it, you know what it reminds me that of is bigotry now, and the definition yeah. we've left in the comments. You had it yeah. in there. Tag. You know. Yeah. And, and what it reminds me of is Jonah was tasked to go preach to Nineveh. And when he it, when, when he finally got there, he didn't craft a homily that was especially designed to cause them to turn. Yeah, he just gave like the bare minimum of the message. Yeah, he said, repent in 40 re- days. Yeah, repent. You're going to be destroyed in 40 days. I wonder You're if he done. crafted it that way. And then because he was bigoted, I know. And then he went up on the hillside to watch the f- fire show. Yep. All yep. Christians must strive to live together in peace. If you feel someone is teaching something wrong, go to them in private and seek clarification. And that First Thessalonians four, mind your business, work with your own hands, yep. so that you may walk honestly towards those that are without. Yeah. I would. I would never ever go to this person's Facebook page, this Twin Maples Ranch, I would never ever go to his Facebook page and do something like that. Liar. Yeah. I, in fact, I would consciously, I would not, I would go a step further. I would not go to his Facebook page and even offer a dissent. It's not my house. Yeah. I can't control anybody in there. Yeah. There, there's, I've adopted that too, just because you you can try and mean as well as you can, but then that can get deleted. Yes, you know that's the thing with social media. So like you could yes. you could craft a decent little response that is respectful, and and then it can just be deleted. I mean, I you going you're going on their page, so right, absolutely. Um, so I, I've got just talking about bigotry. You know, the Bible does not speak expressly of bigotry, but there's there's five things here that we can discuss that would help us in our approach to people. 
because I don't think folks actually understand sometimes how they come off and how narcissistic and would bigoted they would yeah. come off. Yeah. You know, like this dude, this dude here, the last message, the last comment that he puts is, okay, we'll see. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. He calls me Satan. <laughs> yeah. I'm sa- I'm wrong? And you call me Satan? Yeah. Priscilla and Aquila. What if what if what if Priscilla and Aquila would have taken that attitude with Apollos? Yeah. How many people in Corinth would not have been saved if Apollos would have been treated the way this dude treated me and Apollos doubled down in his error instead of come out of it? Yeah. Ca- call it what it is when you know for sure what it is. You know. Absolutely. But don't jump to something when you don't know. You haven't done your homework. You haven't had an interaction and dialogue. You don't, I mean. Yeah. And even then, still, you should have the goal, especially a lost sinner, to bring them to where they need to be. Yeah. Not to merely show they're wrong. So, argumentum ad hominem is an argument to the man. In other words, Aaron, yeah. if you and I are disagreeing, instead of instead of arguing the point, I just say, "Well, your um, yeah, your mama's dog's ugly." Yeah, you know your face looks funny. Well, I wouldn't listen to a devo that you did anyway, Tony, because I've been to your house and your house is messy. Uh, exactly. So I, I don't. Maybe that would be kind of a. It's like no, that, that's that, that's that, an that, argument that, to the man. But what is he saying? Is what he's saying right or not? You know. Yeah, Jesus was. That's right. Jesus was accused of healing by the power of the devil, Beelzebub. Yep. Um. So the point is this: um, the ad hominem, and and the reason I'm saying this is because of what you said earlier, uh, Aaron. We need to call out the person when the person needs called out. Yeah. Like we we have met people who are nefarious. Yeah. Who who are truly nefarious. That that's not the same as an ad hominem attack. No. You know, if you like for instance, Romans sixteen, uh sixteen, we we're to mark them which cause division. So divisive, contentious people. You just you just say, Hey, that person's divisive and contentious. You gotta be what you gotta what be wary. Be wary. Yeah. Um and incidentally, that's in the context, and I love Dan Winkler, how he explains this. The context there is not about necessarily doctrine, like theology. It's about scruples, yeah. what you what you learn in the book. Yep. And, and I think specifically Romans 16, 16 is speaking about people who are divisive over matters of personal faith or judgment, as we sometimes refer to it as. Yeah, it's, a, it's 16, 17. Calls oh, I, the, yeah, contrary to the doctrine, saluting one of the holy kids is 16. Yeah. That's why I wanted to correct that. Yeah, appreciate that. 17, contrary to the doctrine, isn't the word there the idea of like something that's beside the doctrine? Well, so yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, it, what call, which, mark them which cause division contrary to the doctrine you've learned. Well, what doctrine did you learn in the context, you know? Yeah, you learned a lot of doctrine, but it, yeah. Dan Winkler makes the point yeah. that What's the Paul most is spe- recent thing that he's discussed specifically referring to what Paul was laid out in Romans fourteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and fifteen. Um, oh, 
what's the verse that we love that we mention a lot? You and I, uh, 15, yeah, receive one another in Christ. I, my mind's going blank, but it's, yeah, it's in there somewhere in Romans 15. I, says, it's, receive it's verse one seven or eight. Christ received us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 15, seven or eight. 15, seven. Therefore, receive one another just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. And that's in the context of receiving each other over these scrupulous matters. Being yes. patient with each other, not binding our scruple and not purposely yes. offending when you know, you know. And if if you if you want a master class in how to dwell with one another in love, get out of the United States. Yeah. Get out of, or at least get out of the Bible belt. Yeah. At at the Riverview Church of Christ, we have about forty members now. Yeah. And we have people from two different countries on the continent of Africa. We have people from Jamaica. We have people from Canada. We have people from the United States. And they all bring a particular set of scruples to the table. That are very different. That are very yeah, different. I bet so. And you just, you have to, I, I preach all the time about it. We, we, we have to give people space. Yeah. We have to give people space yep. to deal with those things, you know. Yep. Danny Minter, they had arguments, but not not about doctrine. And I wanted to define doctrine because the word doctrine is generic; like it's just teaching. That's all it is. It comes it, the etymology of that word is well, doctori, professor. What what are they professing? So you can have doctrine teaching that is a matter of fellowship, and you can have doctrine that is teaching. That is a matter of judgment, and the the arguments that they had were not about matters of fellowship. Yeah, no doubt they would have some arguments about things Jesus was teaching. Exactly, and and in fact, well, think but, about whenever Peter was withstood to the face. That yeah. was an issue of fellowship yeah. in Galatians two. Oh yeah, and it was public, by the way. Oh yeah. And Peter disagreeing with Jesus, even Matthew sixteen. You can get behind that would me, have been Satan. Fellowship had he pursued, continued in that. I mean, oh, and the and the uh, he was and, doing the and things of man, not God. Is it John fifteen where they have the foot washing? No, that's not uh, it. Thirteen, John thirteen, yeah, 13. where they have the foot wash. G Peter mm -hmm. says, "Well, you're not going to wash my feet." And Jesus said, "If you if if you don't let me wash your feet, then you don't have any." He doesn't use the word, but you and I are not in fellowship if you don't allow me to wash your feet. Yep. He says, "Oh, wash my whole body, Lord." That's it, and I can just see Jesus face palming. He just said, "Oh man, yeah." Just let me wash your feet, Peter. Yeah, you got some issues. We don't deal with this right now. Yeah, right then it was like Peter was one of those occasions where he's speaking to him. He's like, "Just be quiet, Peter. Just wait. You'll see what." And that you know what? Often we all need to take a dose of that. Like, just be quiet and think about it for a minute. Like exactly, you know. You know. I tell people that all the time. Listen, like whenever you listen to a homily, a, a, a sermon, yeah. if you disagree with what's said, at least wait seven days before you bring it up to the preacher. Yeah. Because I guarantee he sat with it way longer than that. Yeah. People don't look at it that way, though. And, and people don't, don't understand. That's why we need to say those kind of things. Think about it for yeah. a while before you just, like, I've thought about this for weeks and sometimes years. <laughs> Not just because, thought, studied. <laughs> I know. Because what, what you do, if you fly off the handle like that, you enter into the room of being a bigot. It's prejudiced. Yeah. 
and you and you're, and you're prejudiced against the person that's said something you didn't like. Yeah. Um, Terry Crook said, instead of handling disagreements privately, some people choose to publicly post their grievances and belittle the other person as if they are providing justice for God, as if God needed us to help with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100% with you, Terry Crooks. And and the only the only solution I know is stop it. Yeah. Like, that's, like just quit doing that. Yeah. You know? And, and, as John Exum always points out, there's a principle in Second First Corinthians six: Don't go to law with your brother before the Gentiles, before the well, the heathen. Yep. I, I understand that. Anyway, don't don't go to law with uh, against your brother. Don't don't take it to Facebook. Don't mm-hmm. get it. And now, don't get me wrong. There might be a scenario that we could craft where making a public post on Facebook would be warranted. Like dealing with the live show, there's times when we think we need to directly address and condemn things that people say in the show, you know, like, no, that comment is wrong. That's incorrect. That is unscriptural that, you know, I mean, well, you didn't talk to them in private. Well, it's a public show. Yeah. Not not everything. Careful to use wisdom, but you know, you, you have to respond and, you know, sometimes you might need to respond uh, yeah, know, that, by waiting, but you have to use judgment too. That's the yeah. thing. You have to use discretion. And yeah, um, that type of criticism is not of Christian character, as Danny Minter said. I, here's what I think about discretion. I don't want to part ways with someone or look or treat someone poorly over discretion when they're otherwise being faithful and honest. Like just, yes. you know, just. It's it's just it's it's okay if I disagree with Tony on the discretion he used and how he handled something. If yep. he's otherwise faithful and honest, I mean, yeah, like I'm I wouldn't exactly have done it to that just way. Sit there and tell him well, yeah. you should have done it the way I saw it different than he did. I learned something different than he, I, a lot of times. Brethren are fighting over those things. They're I yeah. agree with you, but I don't agree with the way you did it. It's like, yeah, but did you know everything I knew? Were, That's have the you ticket. walked in the shoes I've walked in? Did have you dealt with an individual the way that I have? Do you, what do you, again, liar? It's just like what, yep. you don't know. Like I know if the character is otherwise godly, honest, true, and faithful. I mean, just let them and be. This like, and here, here's the thing though: this isn't authoritative, so this doesn't prove or or disprove my point, but it shows the 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 foolishness of stuff like this comment that come on this this post like do you think that i'm the only person in the world that believes this like think about it like do you think i'm the only do you think that i read the bible and in spite of every other scholar in christendom (laughs) i have come up with this on my own and i'm the only one that believes it (laughs) now that doesn't mean that i'm right no but that does mean that maybe you chew on what I'm saying just a little bit before you just write what I've said off. Sometimes, though, people hear something and they say, I've never heard that before. That's got to be wrong. Exactly. Why don't, and we, why don't we think, you know, I don't think I've ever heard that. Maybe I need to consider that. I might yeah. be missing something. Well, and, I, and I mean, even so, I'm going to be very, very gracious here. I don't think it's a it's a total bad thing. I don't think it's a net negative to to have your default 
I've never heard that, so it must be wrong. Yeah. As long as you say, now I'm going to start poking it. Yeah, I'm going to test it. Yeah. Exactly. First because you're supposed five. to yep. prove all things. Yep. Um, Danny Mentor, Peter did so in ignorance. Uh, poor old Peter. <laughs> I yep. don't think he did the Galatians 2 thing in ignorance. Yeah. But I do think he was ignorant when he when he Matthew sixteen yeah the the get behind me he Satan. won't die I'm not gonna let you die Lord yeah I I, that, that was that ignorant so sincere protecting and, Jesus physical yes. life that, yes and the uh, foot washing thing I don't think for a minute Peter was being nefarious I think Peter was doing exactly what he thought he was supposed to do yeah but anyway so appreciate that uh, Danny Minter yeah um r- wrinkles in your brain Scott Beck says are a good thing. James 411. Um don't slander one another. He who slanders his brother or judges his brother, slanders the law, judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. All right. Let me make sure I wanted some. I'm happy to see the church growing worldwide. I wish we had such growth in America, but God sees the longer plan for his kingdom. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing, the, 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 the church in the United States needs a, I hate to say it needs a reformation. Yeah. Like a resurrection and a revival and a restoration and a reformation all together. Take Take the goods of all, take the good, the, take the highlights of all those concepts. That's, That's what it. we need. That's it. It's resurrected. It's like dead in many ways. Not every congregation, but way, way too many. Yeah. Revival. And, and look, yeah. we, we you can have a you can have a cognitive bias. Uh, if you look for the negative, what are you going to see? Yep. Yep. Now that's just as that's just as harmful as um, if you look for the positive. What are you going to see? I mean, look, I, I got physically, I got some traits I need to change. But if I only look at the positive, well, I move well, my joints work well, my mind works well. I'm not immobilized, so I'm fine just the way I am. Yeah. No. In fact, I am fine. I have good cholesterol, good blood sugar level, good blood pressure, all of that good stuff in spite of yeah. my current body type i need to lose 100 pounds that's just all there is to it mm-hmm. all there is to it let me see here we've had some good comments i do want to have a word from our sponsor uh lindsey dotson lindsey faye dotson at gmail.com y'all know folks gospel meeting season is coming up so you need to contact lindsey dotson lindsey faye dotson at gmail.com to get her to design your flyers and bulletins and stuff like that for a gospel meeting season are you part of a church congregation or any other institution seeking effective ways to spread the word about your event? Look no further. Lindsay Dodson specializes in designing modern advertisements for churches. Whether it's flyers, postcards, or social media graphics, Lindsay has got you covered. Reach out through a private message on Facebook or email lindsayfaydotson at gmail.com for more details. That's the preferred method. Don't miss this opportunity to make your message resonate both far and wide. Contact Lindsay Dotson, lindsayfaydotson at gmail.com today. And we're so thankful that she's uh, doing that and sponsoring the show. And she's super talented and helped us out, Scott Beck says. That's awesome. All right. 
Now, for the for the remainder of the show, I am going to put up the tip jar. And the only reason we have a tip jar is because some of you asked. And for those of you that have given money to this tip jar, thank you so much. And Aaron and I were talking just before the show. Uh, we are going to use this some of this money that's accumulated in the tip jar to get Aaron a, a DBX286 uh, XS channel strip to help the sound quality and all that good stuff of, of the show on his end. So, um, look for, look for that change. And we really thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, Aaron, I want to quickly go over these four things, uh, to help, to help us not, how, how to, to help us not be bigoted, to help us not, uh, lump people that we talk to into a category. I think so this it's, is a very much needed discussion, Tony. It, it, it really is. I know perhaps I haven't said a whole lot, but I just you go back to that definition of bigotry. I, it just that's yeah, that's we deal with that. We maybe we've been guilty of that ourselves in the past. That's that's oh, yeah, I know. I, we oh. need. I know. I have too. It, it. We we hear something. We take something. We categorize somebody. You know and. And we hold to, I mean, I love reading this definition of it because admittedly, bigotry is not a word that I used a whole lot in the past, but right. an obstinate or unreasonable attachment to a belief, opinion, or faction in a particular prejudice against a person or people on the basis of their membership in that particular group. You yes. Know, it's a way of categorizing someone and you're like, it's like you're done with them. They are like right. that. So I don't have to answer their question. Or yes. or they are nefarious, and so you don't know if they are or not. With what you just said, I actually don't want to go over this. I'm gonna I'm gonna develop this into an article. Okay, but I want to bounce something off of you. Yeah. And incidentally, for those of you that are watching, and for you, Aaron, if I get a phone call within about sixty seconds of the phone call, I need to wrap the show up. Yeah, because yeah, I, I one of them you got to answer. Yeah, yeah. Um. And do you have to pay to be on Substack? Absolutely not. In fact, 99, it doesn't matter what we do behind a paywall. 99% of what we do on Substack will be free. Yeah. There will be very little things behind a paywall, but we feel like we have to put some stuff behind a paywall because we do have people that are supporting us monetarily and we need to do something added value for them. Yep. And which I haven't done anything since the first of the year. So, yeah. Well, things are about to change. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I feel like, look, Google future faking. <laughs> yeah. I promise we're not future faking. Yeah. Although, just stick with us and it's going to get better. That's stick with like, us we'll, so we can prove we're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stick with us so we prove we're not faking. But we are, anyway. All right. Check this out. F uh, Philippians, ah, Philippians 3, uh, starting in verse 18. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in, is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Aaron, let me bounce something off of you. And this is something of which I have repented. I'm not saying that I don't do it, but if I ever do it, 
it's because I've, I've just missed the mark. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm focusing on these methods when dealing with a difficult person. Listen actively, stay calm, be respectful, focus on the issue, find common ground. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Aaron? Keep your words few. That might be another And, and, and keep your words few. It's a <laughs> good, be, yeah. Just as a suggestion, I thought. Yeah, don't be verbose. <laughs> Those are good points. Um, there are people in denominations who are teachers and practitioners of false doctrine. Mm-hmm. And they may well be enemies of the cross. Yeah, agents they, for Satan. They might not be enemies of the cross. They might just be genuinely mistaken. Mm-hmm. But that still kind of sets them in the camp of, of passively being enemies of the cross. Yeah. However, they are not my enemy. Yeah, just because they're teaching error doesn't make them your personal enemy. So how do you treat someone with whom you come into contact yep. who differs from you? Do you treat them as an enemy of the cross, or do you treat them as Priscilla and Aquila treated Apollos? Have you ever thought about that? And what do you do if someone proves to be nefarious? They are in your backyard, and they truly feel like they are not only the Lord's enemy, but your personal enemy. Because <laughs> Jesus does address love your enemies, too. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes people are. I think often, again, it's generalizing, but what you're addressing is like how there are people that are false teachers, they're in error, they're doing wrong, but they're not our personal enemy, right? Yes. And, and I don't want to take away from that. I just... And, and, I was getting when, personal too. For <laughs> yes, well, I know I know you deal I, yeah. with a particular situation yeah. there in yeah. Jonesboro that's yeah. that's rough. Yeah, like personal enemies, it seems that way. But yes, um, but what happens? Like for instance, I, I'm going to for any of you in the audience that claim to be from the Baptist denomination, I am sorry. I'm not calling you out on purpose. I'm not picking on you on purpose. I just know that I can go to the Baptist manual. And if you are a good Baptist and you follow the Baptist manual, you are following doctrine that is contrary to Christ. Okay? We can have a conversation about that. And, in fact, I would love to have that conversation about uh, 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 with you about that. But where the breakdown happens is, let's say, knock, knock, knock. Hey, my name's Tony. I'm from the such-and-such such church here in Riverview, and I'd like to invite you to a gospel meeting or have a Bible study. Well, you know, I'm a member of the Baptist church down the road. Now, when I say when they say that, how do I treat them? Do I treat them as a Baptist or do I treat them as Mr. Smith, a person who loves God and Jesus yeah. just as much as I do? Yeah. And do I actively listen? Yeah. Or do, do I, I write everything off that they have to say because I know who they are? They're yes. a Baptist. I know I've done I've done that in the past. So I struggle I. with that. I still struggle with certain yes. aspects of that sometimes. Yes. Well, that's bigoted. Stay calm. Yeah. I, like there's been many times I didn't stay calm. I got fired up immediately. It's like I went yep. to another level. Oh, yep. in my head, oh yeah, they're oh they're more. And, and the funny thing, what, what you're doing when you don't stay calm is you're punishing the person you're speaking with for the bad experience that you had with another person that shares his same group identity. Yeah. That's bigotry. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
what's the solution? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I like I like Terry I like Terry Crook's comment about as much as anything I've ever seen. Yeah. What if? Go ahead. I just I was going to read yeah. it again. Yeah, go ahead. Listen actively, stay calm, be respectful, and focus on the issue and find common ground. What if you've had no bad experience with people in their common group, but when you hear that they're Baptist or Mormon or something, because you studied their doctrine or a member of their church, you didn't have a bad experience in that they treated you poorly. Yeah. Because personally, I've had, I think I can say this honestly, I I do not support Mormon doctrine. I, I, I right. do not believe the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's church that's recorded in Scripture. Personally, I've had a number of interactions with Mormon teachers that call themselves elders. Yes, 16-year-old elders. And I have never had a bad interaction. As nor far as nor have I. I have never, and that doesn't mean that their doctrine is true. Their doctrine is false. I believe it to be false. But I'm just saying, I've never had like a bad experience with them personally. Yeah. They were all, and I've had a number of interactions, even in my home. I've had Bible studies with them, and there were some strong disagreements, but they never treated me poorly. I've had people from other groups sometimes who treat you poorly. Mad at me. Yeah. And I, yeah. that's just a fact, not a woe me, you know, it just, yeah. anyhow, be that, as, uh, they're trained that way. Those guys go to school for two years before they go out on the streets, you know, but, yes. and I assume they're sincere, but as the, be that as it may, what if you've had experiences with them and the experience was primarily doctrinal that what you were discussing, but when you hear Mormon, you, Something happens in your mind. It's not, is that still big, a form of bigotry? Yes, it's, it's not, it's, it's not still because bigotry. a member of their church treated you bad in 1980. It's just, right. you, you disagree You're, with them and it aggravates you. And so well, you it's, go it's to not a new just level that. Or so it, it's bigotry is not just having a negative response to an individual based on their group identity. Okay. Yeah. It's prejudging. Based yeah. on group identity. Now, yeah. why why do I say that? Yeah. Well, you're a Mormon, so I know everything about what you believe. No, 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 no. I, I yeah. talked. I was in Subway one day and was talking to three or four men who were in the Baptist church, and they didn't hardly believe any Baptist doctrine. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you you can't just assume like that's a, that's the that's what bigotry is. It's it's removing from someone their their individual identity yep. and placing upon them their group identity. Yep. Yep. Which God, I mean, I'm glad God doesn't judge me by my group identity. So yeah, I've definitely been guilty of bigotry. <laughs> As have I. Especially in the religious circles. <laughs> yeah. And 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 since I've been cognizant of this, yep. it's happened less often. Yeah, uh, I feel that way too. Yeah. But it, but it's not. I mean, you, it's it's human I, nature. I feel like I'm going in the right direction. I really yes. do. But I've in years past. Well, it's yeah. St- it's human nature to be to to judge people based on stereotypes. Yeah. Because I mean, let's face it. That that's how we remain safe. Yeah. You know, if I mean, if I if I go if if I'm walking down the street and I see people, if I see three men walking towards me. And they're walking arms akimbo. They have a stern look on their face, and they're looking dead at me. That's stereotypical. Like I make the assumption that those three men are coming to do me or somebody in my yep. general area harm. Yeah. 
So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to walk to the other side of the street to see, is it me or somebody else? Yeah. Well, if it's me, they're going to follow me. Are not then, then, yeah. then I know my prejudice was correct. Right. Are not stereotypes things that are generally true? Yes. Or at least sometimes true. Not yeah. always, but yeah. No, you're you're correct. Um, but anyway, the, but the point is, like you can. Well, here's the thing: if you, in the animal kingdom, very very bright colored animals are usually dangerous, venomous, or poisonous. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so be careful. Yeah, that, that that's a stereotype. That that's yeah. That that's prejudging. Like, hey, okay, so all of this particular species of frog, this bright pink, bright blue, bright orange, they're called poison dart frogs. And if you get any of their secretion on their skin into your bloodstream, you're going to die. Well, this other frog, he's not like any other frog I've ever seen. But he's just as bright of colors as they are. You know what? I don't think I want to touch him either. Yeah. It's a built-in defensive mechanism, like a protection. Absolutely. So we're 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 set up to process the world in that way. Yeah. But as Christians, we're called to deal with people as individuals. Mm -hmm. So just because I run into somebody that professes a certain denomination or a certain religion. I need to activate something in my brain and I need to practice the ability to deal with somebody on an individual level. So how careless is it to say to someone who you know is in religious error based on what they say and what you know the Bible says to say to them, well, you don't love Jesus because Jesus said if you loved him, you'd keep his commandments. It's, it's not only careless, it's a lie. But Jesus said if you loved him, you'd keep his commandments, and they're not keeping his commandments. So that means they don't love him. Yeah, so that I, I get it. And and you know that and I know that you're saying that it, it, it's in a Socratic That's, method is a way of teaching. Yeah, yeah. I know that you don't believe. I know no. that you wouldn't do that. No. And but but that's and I've I've done it before. I've made that case, Aaron. I know. Me too. Well, you know, those people down the road, they they're offering vain worship, so they don't love God. They don't. Well, look at their lives. Look at, in fact, many of those people are way more morally upstanding than some of the brethren that I know. Maybe we could say, in regard to worship, they don't love God the way God wants them to love Him. Uh, you know, e- even I, even I mean, that <laughs> they love. I, God I think you're right. In certain you, ways, that's true. You know, but, but He does want them to love Him in regard yeah. to worshiping correctly. You know, yeah. But they they these people are genuine. Yep. And they love Jesus. They love God. They're just wrong. And then there's people that God knows. They they know better. Or they, you know, God God's the judge of people's intents. He knows. Yes. There's there's people that they could. I mean, God's word's available to all people. You know, that's the thing. Guarantee and, it. And and it's understandable. It is. Ooh, you can't say that around a lot of people without people getting mad. That's another one right there. No. Yeah. Talk about you got to have a miracle from the Holy Spirit to be able to understand the Bible. Boy, they, a lot of flack on that one. We did that online. Ain't that the truth? We didn't do a show on that, though, did we? We did not. I I did one, a cogitations yeah, episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean that you know the noble Bereans, man, they they I were know. not spiritual people. That's so basic, but yet so, so they many understood people. the scriptures well enough to well enough to figure out whether or not Paul was telling the truth. Yeah, they were not Christians, and they were reading and understanding and following what Paul said. 
Yeah. Hey, that's Scott Becker's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, our congregation locks the doors when services start. Men are posted near the door to judge whether or not the person is safe to come in or not. Yeah. And in this day and age, I think you'd be kind of foolish not to take at least some type of precaution. We had an encounter here recently, and it wasn't nothing illegal happened, just multiple things that were uncomfortable about the situation. And, you know, I'm at the point now where I think we need to consider and, and like, duke it out in conversation that when people come and they have a hood on and and they have their hands in their pockets of their hood, (laughs) I think I'm at the point where we ought to just ask, we want you to stay in here and listen to God's word. Can you sit in here without your hands in your pockets the whole time? You're, yeah. I, I, I think I, I'm at the point where I think we ought to. Honestly, just, I think that's reasonable. I think we ought to ask slash expect slash tell people that. I just like, yeah. I, it, people are just, if you got a hood on and your hands in your pockets the whole time, what are they doing? You holding a gun? Yeah. Cause can, can you, you don't know what's in that together hoodie. out in front. If you really, you know, well, I just need some food from the pantry. Okay. Can you stay for service? Just, you know, leave your hands out. People, you realize there's people that shoot up churches. Can you just yeah. put your, give your hands out of your pockets? You know, it, it looks real weird sitting there with your hands in your pockets for minutes on end. What you have said has made me think of these verses. I've always wanted an explanation on them. Luke nine forty nine. Now, John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. So, just, hold on. Oh. But Jesus said unto him, do not forbid him, for he is not against us, is on our side. Um, yes. So how do you know that those people were actually, were were, um, were casting out Jesus, casting out demons in the name of Jesus? Well, because they were actually casting out demons. Like, because it was actually working. Because we've seen in Acts chapter, what is it? What chapter is um, the sons of Sceva? There was seven sons of Sceva. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be 21 or so. There were seven sons of Sceva, or was it 19? Anyway, there were seven sons of Sceva that were going around claiming to be able to cast out demons. They went to this one cat, and they said, In the name of Jesus Christ, whom Paul preacheth, we abjure thee. And the demon said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who were ye? Nineteen, and then, yeah. and then is it nineteen? Yeah. Awesome! And then one of our one of our teachers uh, put his tongue in his cheek and said, "And after that, those men proceeded to be miracle whipped. <laughs> yeah. that, that demon beat them half to death. Anyway, Paul cast out the demon. Yeah. But if you're if they they were actually doing this by the authority of Jesus, here's what I think: that these people that were casting out demons were left over from no wait a second that's John 9 that's 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 Luke 9 the limited commission when did the limited commission go out is it it's Mark it's Matthew 10 Matthew but what about 10. what is that before or after the limited commission let me let me let me limited mm. There is a passage in Mark chapter 9 that's similar to this Luke 9 passage. Yeah. That the Facebook user commented. Yeah. Mark 9, 38 to 41. Luke 10 and Luke 
and Matthew 10 both have the account of the limited commission. Okay, Luke 10, yeah. So if this is chronological, then it's before the limited commission. I, I yeah. don't know. Sometimes it's not always chronological. Yeah. So anyway, here here's so the explanation here with Luke 9 about those that are not against me is with me. Whatever's going on here, these are not people who are false teachers. Right. These are not people who are contrary to Jesus's doctrine. These are not, and and you know these these would have been actual disciples of Christ, and they had the ability to do miracles. Where they got it from, I don't know, and I'm not sure Scripture tells us. Hmm. I was thinking that they these would have been. I was wrong. Okay, I was wrong. But I was thinking that these were, left, these were leftovers from the 70 that were sent out, but the 70 had not yet been sent out. So there you go. In Mark's account, Jesus said, Do not forbid him for, for no one who works a miracle in my name. Well, that's something the truth teacher is doing. Yes. And working a miracle in my name, that is not just orally invoking the name of Jesus. That's right. doing it actually by his authority. Yeah. So if he's doing it by Jesus' authority, that means he has Jesus' approval. Yeah, it means he's in fellowship with Christ. Yes. For he who is not against us is on our side. Yes. Now, to your comment there, a lot of people have used, well, Tony, you talk about denominationalism being wrong all the time, but these people profess Christ. So they cite Luke 9, 49 and 50 saying, uh, we don't need to preach against the sin of denominationalism and division because these people are for Jesus, so don't forbid them. Well, the problem is, in a technical sense, and we're not talking about people's emotions, we're not talking about their intentions, we're talking about the cold, hard facts and truth of what is. These people are not with Jesus. They're out of fellowship. So this is not an analog to modern-day denominationalism. And that's how it's been used. And at some point, that's how Rubel Shelley used it eventually. I'm sad, sad to say yes. Yeah. And Gold Trap, I am not a judge, but I am a fruit inspector. Yeah. And that's really what I, I get. I get the sentiment. I, I think it's a good sentiment. Um, using the term judge the way the world uses the term judge, that's correct. I'm not a judge. I don't, I'm not, yeah. I don't judge you. Yeah. But I look at your fruit. What fruit are you producing? And in that sense, that's judging. That's yes. using judgment. Yeah, that's it's discernment. Judgment. Discernment. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. not a decider. I'm a discerner. Yeah. I'm not a judge. I'm a discerner. So I, I, I inspect the fruit, and I discern from the pre presentation of the fruit whether or not that fruit is good or bad. Yep. We're yeah, not, that's how it's used in that sentence, I am not a yeah. judge. Like the one yeah. who pronounces condemnation. Yes. Know? But we don't have the authority. It's, but it's above our pay grade. Even then, where God's word has pronounced condemnation, we can speak those words of condemnation. You know, well, that's, that's, that's literally confession, homo yeah. logeia, saying yeah. the same thing. Exactly. In fact, if we don't confess, if we don't say the same thing Jesus says, yeah. Jesus is not going to speak about us to his Father. Oh, so you mean there's more to confession than just saying, I believe Jesus is the Son of God before you get baptized? I'm almost positive. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> like like the passage that's often quoted for people to do that before they get baptized is Matthew 10. 
didn't have anything to do with baptism. It had to do, now doing it before you're baptized is a good time to do it, but it has to do with them going out preaching and teaching. Matthew yeah. 10, 32 and 33. That's in the context of them preaching the word of God and not being fearful. Absolutely. So we need to wrap this thing up because I got to get off here and go Amen. pick up my daughter from work and run a few more errands. Recapping this idea of bigotry. It's something that everybody deals with. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a defense mechanism. And there's utility in prejudging. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with prejudging in a certain sense. But if you if you if you prejudge and strip from someone their identity, mm-hmm. and only deal with them in relation to their larger larger identity group, then we're we're really contrary to God's will. And and we're we're going to have problems uh, dealing with a member of a denomination. I'm going to use the Baptist because we've used the Baptist quite a bit. Poor old Baptist. Uh, if I meet somebody that says, "Yeah, I'm from the Second Baptist Church," well, I know everything you believe and everything you're going to say. So there's no reason for me to listen to you. So you need to listen to me. Yeah. And buddy, that's going to be bad. You're you're not going to help anybody there. Yeah, and some of the false teachers, some of the denominational preachers here where I'm at in Jonesboro have been very bigoted toward the Lord's church here. Yes. Been recent, just in the last few years, extremely bigoted. Yes, uh, and, and I have never, I have never had somebody who's left the churches of Christ who has started a public campaign to discredit the churches of Christ. I've never had them deal with me honestly. Mm-hmm. No, I've never had them deal with me as an individual. No, but there's a group here that's priding themselves in that, that they're drawing people away, supposedly, from the so-called Church of Christ. Yeah, but absolutely. Anyhow. Which is funny because what, what, what they'll draw away is somebody who was never really a member in the first place. Isn't that it's interesting? Like, yeah. Uh, Rusty Kirby said, that's the way I heard it used for denominations. Talking about Luke 9, 49, and 50. Yes. Yes. Um, thanks, Tony. I appreciate that. And Scott Beck says, good discussion. Surely Jesus wasn't saying in Mark 9, now you don't have to do exactly what I teach you to do regarding the church, and you can teach there's another church and join whichever one. And I know I said I'd build mine and one and Savior of the body, but it's okay to disagree on all that as long as you do good works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, man. That's not, no. Dealing all operating off the same fundamental truths. That, that's you see that throughout the book of Acts. Those yeah. congregations, you know, they were they were all functioning off the same fundamental truths of the gospel and what it meant to be a Christian and how to become a Christian. Exactly. It's like assumed everywhere and sometimes it's detailed. Yes. So if you're dealing with somebody and you you think you know everything about them because of an IST designation. Like a Baptist, Methodist, mm-hmm. Pentecost, well, Pentecostal is not IST, but you understand what I mean. Then that is the same as dealing with a person who has a different shade of skin and writing them off, thinking you know everything you need to know about them because of the color of their skin. Yeah. Christians, we need to do way better in that way. We need to stop doing that. It's something I've worked on 
greatly. Evidently, Aaron's worked on it. So here's what it often sounds like: them blacks, them whites, yeah, them church of Christers, them, them Baptist, Baptist, them Methodist, them, them this, them that, like Mormons, just, like they're just yeah. all the same, and that just totally takes out the value of the human and the individuality and the value of the you know. That's it. Don't treat people like issues. Treat them like people. Jesus died for them, and that, that's the thing. That's going to help us in the way we treat people. Which what that means is you're going to have to sit through a lot of stuff you've heard before. Mm-hmm. You got to, where, where's, right here it is. Good comment, yeah. Yeah. You got to listen actively. Yeah. Stay yeah. calm. Be respectful. Focus on the issue. Boy, that's hard to do. And find common ground. See, if you find common ground, then you can focus on the issue better. Way better. Instead of, like, arguing over each other. Yeah. Disagree. And a lot of people, really and truly, they don't really have arguments. What they're having is verbal disputes. That, that's, that's, what, that's what the folks here in Jonesboro, that, that's what we've dealt with. Yeah. Verbal like, disputes. They're, you know, and they're I, just, I can't remember. I can't. I put out a post somewhere, and somebody took what I said, changed the definition of the term, of how I used it, and argued against what I said based on a definition that I, a usage that I didn't use. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, it's my term. It's my, I said the statement, and it's <laughs> mine. I get to decide <laughs> the usage. Yeah. Yeah. You can't argue with me based on, you can't assign the definition of my term. That was a Tony to my Brewer euphemism or something. Yeah, something. Oh, I don't worry. Anyway, all that's right. good. Good stuff. So important. Yeah. Well, folks, we want to thank you so much. Remember, uh, don't forget to tip jar if you if you're able to do that. We love it whenever you can support us monetarily. But it is not. Listen, if you cannot support us monetarily. Go go be a free subscriber on Substack. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. And if you want to support us and you want to help us grow, every time you see, see our content, share it on your social media platform. Yes. yes. We really love it, and it helps us grow better than anything. Uh, y'all, Twitter, X, formerly known as Twitter, we're, we're, we're gaining a little bit of traction. A little bit, I must add. But it's pretty cool. I mean, they put a put a short on there that had like thirty five views or so, yeah. which is huge for us. I mean, they got but like eighteen followers. Yeah, and I don't know how to grow on Twitter. I just yeah. <laughs> just yeah. putting stuff out, throw, yeah. throwing a bunch of junk against the wall and seeing what sticks. But um, but Facebook we're doing really well on, and the YouTube has been amazing. But Substack is really going to be the driver of engagement, interaction, and views. So be sure it's a free subscription. Go to Christianity Now on Substack and subscribe. Mm -hmm. And then every time we put out an article, you'll get pinged in your inbox with an email. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Aaron, you got anything? My final word is be a Barnabas. And, you know, like Barnabas, Barnabas went against bigotry and got old Saul and brought him over there with the brethren instead of condemning him and writing him off and that kind of thing. You know, he, he acted in good faith. And he, That's it. He helped old Saul out, and old Saul became Paul. And we all look up to Saul. We all look up to Paul. Excuse me. <laughs> That's right. 
All right, folks, this has been Tony Brewer and Aaron Dotson with Christianity Now. Thank you so much. God bless every one of you. Remember, support the show if you can monetarily. You know how to do that. And if not, be sure and subscribe to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio for the archive. And uh, subscribe on Substack to stay in touch with us and, and read all of our articles. God bless you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.